0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting installment of the Roundtable and podcast special interview section. Today I have a man on that doesn't really need an introduction, but I'm going to go ahead and give him one anyway. The guy has been around for a long time. He's seen the likes of Adam Pierce and Coke Cabana come through the independent scene and rise to the occasion. He is the guy who is in charge of pretty much every independent talent, as far as I'm concerned, being on television these days. Um, the guy who runs the UWN. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dave Marquez. Dave, welcome to the Roundtable Podcast. Thanks for having Marquez. me. Oh man, it's been a pleasure. It's a pleasure, sir. Um, uh, like I said, I've known you for a long time. I've known some of the things you've done, some of the places you've been. You've been you've got you've had your hands in a lot. I mean, in a lot of things in, in professional yeah. wrestling. I mean, championship wrestling from Hollywood, which grew up into a a huge like like juggernaut for professional wrestling on the West Coast. Um you also you also run uh you also you're you're a producer for New Japan Pro Wrestling USA, correct? You've had your hand in a lot of the NW, NJPW USA um New Japan Strong tapings. So uh, tell us a little bit about that.
1: Uh, well strong happened uh I think just out of necessity for people to keep their jobs in America. <laughs> um I got a call from the office, uh Rocky Romero and uh, Jeremy, Marcus, great friends. Um, and uh, uh, this is not only my house, by the way, this is the office. So people come in and out here all the time. That's why the dog's freaking out. I have a feeling You're some right. people are coming back to return some gear. Uh, but uh, uh, they, they uh, gave me a ring and they had an idea of uh, uh, of utilizing the contracted New Japan talents that are in America that couldn't go to Japan. Um, and together we came up with Strong. And uh, we shot the program uh, at the Ocean View Pavilion where we were shooting the Hollywood program at the time. And uh, it worked out. And I guess it's like two and a half years now we've been doing this. And uh, the producing duties have now been pushed off to other people in our company. Uh, Logan Chadwigan, uh is the producer director of that show from David Marquez Productions. Um, I am trying to limit my uh, <laughs> stretching myself anymore because I am getting older. I'm pushing 50, so I'm uh, 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 more tired these days. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that's how that came along. And we've done pay per views. We did the big show at the at the Coliseum here in Los Angeles, out in the courtyard. A beautiful show for pay per view, um, and uh, you know, just weekly television. So we've uh, we've done a lot.
0: Yeah, I know weekly television is very hard to put on. Trust me. I do it here in Portland. Yeah, all the and time. we do. And it's crazy. You know, we'll
1: probably we'll probably get to this, but our company is responsible for. Uh, we have Hollywood. We have Memphis. We have the Atlanta program. We have Strong. This is going to be an issue, I think. Uh, Strong. Uh, 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 we have Primetime Live, which is every other month on pay per view. And then I do GCW when they're in Los Angeles. And we do. Um, uh, I just started directing MLW Television. Man. I did my first date with them uh, in Dallas this past uh, weekend, so it's been a it's been a crazy time here. <laughs> so Man. so outputting all that stuff is uh, is is uh, pretty hectic. Our our staff is really uh, stretched, and uh, uh, but we're managing. And then we have MMA and boxing and all this other stuff too. So. Man, do you do you take a vacation? <laughs> I've never <laughs> taken a vacation ever in my life. I've been around the world countless times: China, Australia, all over Europe, Europe, all over North America, all over. I, I basically lived in Puerto Rico twice a month for almost two years. Yeah, uh, doing wrestling TV for Savio and Carlos, um, the stuff with the WWF, WWE. Uh, World class. Um, I'm sorry. not world, world class is before me. Um, WCW. Um, uh, I said world class because I looked over and I saw a thing over there that said world class. So I apologize <laughs> for that. Um, uh, but at any rate, uh, I, I've been everywhere. But one thing that I've noticed about traveling uh, is it's all the same. Yes. It's not It's not really that spectacular. It takes forever to get there. I'm a terrific tourist. I'm a horrible traveler. Oh, my God. Um, I'm the
0: worst. I'm and, the worst uh, tourist, man.
1: <laughs> and when I get there, when I have the opportunity to see stuff, it's nice. But then you see a, a Subway's, a KFC, a McDonald's, a Wendy's. It's like, well, I came all the way to the Great Wall of China to go to McDonald's. Like,
0: Hey, you know, I, I'll be honest, man. Like, I travel so much for wrestling over the last... 29 years i've gone like a lot of places and i've never been in sightseeing person um, mm-hmm. i went to i went to japan and we went to ribera steakhouse and all the cool places you go to there but like mcdonald's was our spot you know kfc was mm-hmm. our spot like for like, two months that's where we went all the time um even over in germany i'm like oh there's a, there's a kfc right here let's, let's go over here you know like i never really I'm, i like like you say you're a you're you're a better tourist, you're a horrible traveler. I am a horrible tourist. You know, people think wrestling is so glamorous and you get to go to all these wonderful places. Yeah, I see airports and hotels.
1: That's right. It's That's it, you know, yeah, people don't realize that you know, you, you fly 17 hours and time differences, and by the time you get to the buildings or the location, just just like this is gonna be an issue. No, hang on, good. don't stop it. Don't stop it, <laughs> hang on.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to do is we're going to go to a quick commercial break while Dave handles the dog. We will be right back.
1: And we're Okay, sorry and about that.
0: <laughs> That's the reason why I have commercials.
1: <laughs> uh, so as I was saying, you get off the plane, the time differences, the um, everything, all all involved. By the time you land, it's just like here are the States if they're flying you to a show. And you get right off and you go straight into the, you know, you meet people, you go and perform, and then you go home. It's the same thing. It just happens to be in another continent or something. You get right off, they whisk you into whatever sponsor handshake thing. Uh, you go when you do the show, half asleep or half awake, the time, yeah. um, and then it's over, and you go back to the hotel. And if there's an, if it's a tour, you you know jump in a car, you get on an airplane, you go to the next spot, and within three to five days, you're traveling back, and you're like, "Well, what'd you see?" The airport, dirt, <laughs> <The hotel. laughs>
0: <laughs> nothing. I saw nothing. It's so true, man. I, it's, it's crazy because people all the time, man. Hey, you. You were in Hawaii. You went to Hawaii 11 times in the last like 10 years. Yeah. I saw the island. I saw the water. I saw the hotel, the airport, the venue, the hotel, the airport, home. That's all I saw. So in this last, just this last year before I retire, I think I'm going to try to actually go see things while I'm in these places, you know? So who knows? Um, so you guys started September 17th, 2010. 12 long years ago. I didn't even I know
1: did.
0: that. <laughs> hey, man, I do my homework. I do my homework. Um, I remember as being a California native watching wrestling on KDOC Channel 56. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've watched everything from XPW to old ECW at three o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. to championship wrestling from Hollywood. That was a year your, you started there. I mean, you guys are like almost 600 episodes. That's, That's 12 right. seasons.
1: It's a lot. How do you maintain this? You know, it's, it's not easy. There are times we have a gigantic staff and then there's times like now where we only have like three and a half people working in the office because of not just COVID, but um, just out of finding people with the right experience, uh, that can do the job. Um, so, uh, we have to deliver the shows. (laughs) We can't stop, uh, uh, luckily, we're fortunate enough to have CarShield as a national advertiser, and they're beautiful and they take care of us. Uh, if you've watched the programs recently, you may have seen Commerce Casino spots and mm-hmm. um, uh, the United States Marine Corps. Uh, you know that's what keeps us alive. We're an advertising finance, an advertising-driven show, uh, just like Judge Judy or any other syndicated program. Um, and uh, you know that's how we, we. It's just out of necessity. It's our job. It's, it's not like our job, like it's my passion to do this or blah, nothing like that. It's just, that's just my job. If I was making doorknobs, I'd, I'd be turning doorknobs out every day. Oh, so, you know, it's not, a it's not anything like that. It's just, uh, uh, it's out of necessity. And we have, you know, over 200 TV outlets, uh, including, uh, uh apps and, and satellite services and whatnot to feed every week. So, um, and sometimes some stations get a different version of the show because of how it's put together in the advertising. There might be local advertising. So what airs on KDOC in Los Angeles may not air in Channel 5 in uh, in Hawaii um, or uh, Peachtree TV in, in Atlanta or whatever. So uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's difficult at times.
0: You know, and, and so over the course of the last, like, 10 or 12 years, I've heard this common phrase, when your name comes up, and someone says, yo, I work for Marquez, or I've, I've, I've worked this place for Marquez, or I've done this for Marquez. The one phrase that comes up all the time, Marquez mentality. Explain the Marquez <laughs> mentality.
1: Uh, well, I mean, I think there's a few ways to look at what people call Marquez <laughs> mentality. Um, I think Marquez mentality you started out as an insult. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. <Cool>. uh, truthfully. <laughs> Um, and uh, it has been turned around into uh, something positive. Um, I mean, I just think uh, it was only your work rate. Well, I mean, I think that's a, a part of it. But like the Marquez mentality of what I try to teach people is that you know, in the beginning, anyways, the value uh, that you might think of yourself is as an individual isn't necessarily what it is. You hear people constantly say, you know, get what you're worth. Well, if you've not proven yourself, even at this level, uh, that you have a value, uh, then what are you worth? So, you know, when people start working for us, uh, you know, even with, with the beautiful other backhanded compliment of exposure bucks. Um, that, <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that, it out, but yeah. <laughs> oh, no, for sure. But people don't understand the reason behind that is because. One, you know, you're at one point we were on close to 260 TV stations in exactly. the country, you know, so that exposure is amazing and these stations aren't just some goofy TV stations they're they're real full power you know ABC NBC CBS Fox CW my network uh, independent stations mm-hmm. um uh, some are owned by Disney like we were a KGO in San Francisco and we were on channel 13 in Houston which are owned by Disney we we're in CBS owned stations you know um that's not easy to do and granted I know that you'll understand that because you're older like I am but Younger people don't understand the the uh, the magnitude and the importance of a broadcast television station. Yes. Um, I call and especially local TV. I try to look at it and, and also teach in a Marquez mentality. Uh, the, uh, the I call it the weatherman syndrome. Mm-hmm. Most people on a newscast when you watch the news, unless you're like you're a real big news hound. Um, you don't necessarily know who the anchors are necessarily. You don't necessarily know who the reporters are, but you'll always know who they who the weatherman is. Always or the weather person.
0: Um, Mark Criskey, KTLA Morning News. Uh, Mark Criskey, that's James right. He's been on Julian for over thirty years. Yep. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Those well, for me as remember. a kid
1: growing up, uh, Dr. George Fishback. Dr. Uh, F- George Fishback. Y- yeah. You know. <laughs> you 07. know. So there. Yeah. So there are these great. Uh, personalities. And this is across the country, like in New York, it's Stormfields. Mm-hmm. You know, they always had these great or Dallas, Rains, Dallas um, Rains, yeah. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Mountain, you know, mm-hmm. so there are these great gimmicky names. So that's the same thing with, uh, with wrestling. I really try to get these people to understand that. And, and so again, I think it started out as an insult, but it has turned around and more and more people around the country, if not the world, have uh, come to discover that uh, I kind of know what I'm talking about, <laughs> even though they don't want to give me credit. Maybe. For me. <laughs> I mean, look at your success. You
0: may have a little inkling of what you're doing.
1: Just a dad. <laughs> Just a little bit.
0: I mean, I'll tell you right now, I, I produce I'm, my shoe job. I work for Fox 12 News. So uh, I produce segments and stuff like that for the news all the time. So that's pretty hard. That's yeah. easy. As compared to producing 52 episodes of live episodic, you know, professional wrestling each week in Portland, Oregon, of all places. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I have to worry about the matches. I have to worry about the times. I have to worry about the story. I have to worry about commercials. I have to worry about sponsorship. I have to worry about the building. I have to worry about the lighting, the sound, everything. It is such a hard job, ladies and gentlemen. I tell you, I produce this podcast three nights a week. And I produce two other podcasts, two other nights a week for two other, you know, along along the Bioslam.net network. So it's not as easy as it looks. Trust me, it is not. And for someone to have literally 500 freaking episodes, ladies and gentlemen, 537 to be exact, over 12 seasons. Do you know how hard that is? So
1: well, I mean, and I don't want to brag, but I mean, we have 200, and maybe even 300 plus Arizona hours. Mm-hmm. we have you know 25 because we just started it in uh uh, uh atlanta our memphis show has been on the air for four years now which is amazing yeah. uh, and then the my and then the primetime live show is an actual live pay-per-view for 90 minutes so um yeah, usually every other days. month
0: and then that's dealing with sat- this,
1: satellites and all that stuff too
0: then you gotta think about this ladies and gentlemen not only is he doing live shows because live shows are the hardest to do there because whatever will whatever can happen will happen, and it usually does twice over. Um, <clears throat> not only is he doing that, but he's also producing New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong shows. And then he's doing MMA and boxing, and, and now doing GCW. Dave, whatever the whatever the, the thought of Marquez mentality came from, I'm just gonna say it is fucking hard work. That's what it
1: is. <laughs> It is, it's, you know, it's, it's difficult. It has strains on relationships. It has strains on, yeah. you know, on, uh, and family life. It has strains in just, you know, mental, uh, uh capacity. Uh, it's, it's taken me this long to, you know, and go and talk to a professional just to make sure that I'm all together. Um, yeah. you know, and I, and I know it's a big thing right now with, with everyone, mental health, but you know, of the generation that I come from, it's like you know, suck it up and, and and just go 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 be a tough guy and and go do it. Um, this is what you're supposed sorry. to do. Yeah, yeah, you I, know. I totally we, get it. We, yeah, and and being brought up by you know uh, Puerto Ricans from Puerto Rico, it's like you know you have to prove a different um, uh, work ethic uh, alone. Like I wasn't taught Spanish as a kid because uh, they didn't want to teach me Spanish. It wasn't cool to be Latin in Los Angeles, believe it or not um right. when i was coming up so they they, they purposely didn't teach us this um uh, which is horrible now with the spanglish that i have <laughs> I, I grew up in San Pedro. i know <laughs> yeah I grew well that, San well Pedro, that's well well yeah well the riots and everything too the zoot suit riots and all that yeah. other stuff from down there uh that's part of the you know the reason why we were never taught i mean they they told us why um but yeah it's it's so so strange to, to think of that today where everything is so open and, and for the most part accepted, um, yeah. uh, you know, so, but yeah.
0: Man. So your producer, your writer, your promoter, your booker, <clears throat> your on screen talent. Um, you
1: know, that was that out it, a necessity, by the way, <laughs> I, you know, I never, I never wanted to be on camera. The, 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 the quick story way. to that, the quick story to that is, I was producing a show in the mid-90s, my first wrestling company that I really owned. It was called World Legion Wrestling. Now it's called World League Wrestling. Harley Race and Gordon Soley were my partners. Um, good guys to, to learn from, uh, all the good and the bad. Uh, <laughs> but but the reason why I, I started going on camera was because, uh, and I'm not just saying this because he's not alive anymore. I guess they're both dead now. Um, but uh, Gordon was just drunk constantly okay.
0: and so i watched gordon solely and joe pedosino on this one show called wrestling news network back in the 80s yeah, and yeah. 90s when i first started wrestling and yeah. um i can tell you it's fucking licked in
1: <laughs> yeah oh no for sure absolutely when i used to pick them up at the airport i used to have to have uh, uh vodka vodka and Schweppes waiting in the car um <laughs> and uh and he smoked these like just as long as this pencil those benson hedges cigarettes that oh, were God, long. the
0: stinky ones uh,
1: yeah anyhow um <laughs> he was he was just beyond plastered all the time he used to we used to shoot in this dance club called remingtons in springfield missouri and i always thought it was a pitcher of water on his desk it wasn't it was vodka and the girls the waitresses would bring him a pitcher of he would pay for it but basically the whole whole bottle and i didn't realize he was drinking vodka on the air uh so anyhow we had to do pre-tapes but after the show uh and uh it was probably a snowing it was snowing or something and people didn't get there in time but I remember I had to go on I, I had to legitimately be the, the interviewer um because he couldn't. And uh, that's how I and that's how I ended up on television. I think that's the first time I've ever telling this story. That's that that's what happened.
0: You know what's funny, like and I always tell people like wrestling is such a a interesting business to be in, and you're gonna always like that that, that saying, always bring your gear. It's it's a, it's a fact. And I'll tell you, <clears throat> June 16th, nineteen ninety five. I was in a place in Montclair, California called Rock Around the Clock. It's a little sure, nightclub. I, I think it's a Black Angus now or some shit. I don't know. I, I know. I know so where it's at. Mondo Guerrero. I've been training at Gil's Gym in East LA with Mondo Guerrero and Ray Mysterio for months and months and months. And um, there was a, uh, yeah, they were doing a show and they were like, you got to pay your dues, kid. Come over, you know. I'm putting the ring up and all that stuff like that. And then Mondo goes, hey, you want to wrestle tonight? And I look at him like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I have no gear. I literally didn't own a pair of wrestling boots, nothing. And at the time, there was a sport mart across the street. And he goes, here, here's $100. Run across the street and get you some stuff. I bought some title boxing boots, the ugliest fucking pair of tights, and a, I was skinny as a stick. And I bought this singlet. And it was so bad. And they couldn't think of a wrestling name for me. So they were like, oh, he, he was so fast when we went over there. We'll call you Speed. So they gave me the stupidest fucking name. And then they tell me, you're going to work this match. Now Keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, I had never been in a match. All I did was train. Just I, I trained, trained, trained. And I get out there, and they're like, oh, it's a tag team match now. It's this guy named James Boone, the shadow man who used to run a radio show back in the day.
1: Um, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> a guy named Tony
0: Holm, who later became Ludwig Borga and the WWF before passing away. And Mondo Guerrero. And they tell me, we're going to do a tag team match. First match ever, I get in the ring and these three guys turn and beat the shit out of me. And it turned into a four-way, three-on-one ass whooping for about 10 minutes. And at that point, I knew, okay, I'm hooked. This is what I want to do forever. Right. And I remember this distinctively because I was supposed to be running a camera. And I had never thought about ever being in the ring in front of like, I think it was like a hundred people at the time, you know, and that phrase. Always bring your gear because you never know what's going to happen. Happens. You didn't know you were going to be doing interviews. And now look, some 25, 30 years later, you're over here running an empire. <laughs> yeah. like you college. know, it's funny you
1: say. Yeah, it's, it's funny you say that because three weeks ago, uh, GCW did L.A. Fights mm-hmm. and the commentator wasn't there. And Brett Lauderdale came up to me and said, I need you to fill in for this because we're going live. I said, what? Oh, wow. He's like, yeah, I need you to go live. I need you to commentate. And I was like, I haven't been a commentator in 10, 12 years. There's, I have no idea what anything is called. Uh, you know, I'll call it a this or that or a cobra clutch. I don't even call it a million dollar dream. Um, and, uh, and he was like, oh, it doesn't matter. Just go out there. So I thought I was going to do one match. I ended up doing two. And then X Pac joined me, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, no, seriously, uh, reputation is quite possibly the most important thing uh, in in wrestling. Uh, people who are in wrestling will hear the number one rule, you know, in wrestling is uh, I disagree with like uh, a billion of those number one rules, but uh, my 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 biggest number one rule is you know be a good good person first and foremost. Oh, yeah. And, and, and that's it. Uh, I don't believe in shaking everybody's hand. I don't believe in, 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 you know, that farce, uh, the buddy, buddy, brother, brother. Um, I don't, I don't believe in any of that. You know, if you're a good person, and it's not clicky, I'm not talking like that. Uh, Just if you're a good human. Uh, you know, you'll rise and people will notice it and you'll get opportunities. Um, uh, but but, but what people teach in wrestling schools, it just kills me with the handshakes and the bowing and all that. You're like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you bowing? I'm, shit. I'm, I pay taxes just like you, like, it's, or maybe you don't. But so, you well, know, gee, you it's, know. Like, it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's 2022, you know? Just, you know. Yeah, but, but, you know, it's like that kind of stuff. It just bugs me. And, and that gets me heat out there you know when then you get mark his mentality and all that other stuff so exposure bucks um it's uh my way of looking at things is completely different and it's been a tough you know and or maybe you don't know or maybe you do since you're looking at stuff uh, my I'll be 32 years into this in February mid I think February 14th or 15th and um and the only reason why I remember it is because Valentine's uh, Aaron day um and uh, in that time, uh, everything has been said about me. I mean, every single thing that can be said has been said, yeah, you know, maybe 20% of it's true. Uh, I'm not a saint. Um, but, uh, uh <laughs> the stuff I hear about myself versus the people that I've helped,
0: mm-hmm. you know, and where, I mean, and where I mean, they've gone,
1: yeah, yeah, tons of people. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that says something um, in in uh, in what we've created here uh, with the United Wrestling Network, and prior to that, the NWA, and prior to that, World Legion Wrestling, and you know, whatever else.
0: Well, I'll tell you this before I let you go. Look, I've seen, and I've heard, and I can imagine all the shit that's been ever been said. But I will tell you one thing that I learned from Rodney Anoya, otherwise known to you, ladies and gentlemen as Kozuna. At one point, I was so depressed because of the bullshit and the the things that were being said, that I was like, you know what, I'm I'm done with this. I can't do this anymore. And Rodney sat me down and said, let me tell you something. Be it good press or bad press, at least they're fucking talking about you. And I didn't understand what that meant until until I was at a show. And I literally sat in the crowd and this guy was talking so much shit about me, like to me, like Obviously, he obviously didn't know who I was, but he was sitting there talking so much shit about me, to me. That I was like, dude, let's kick his ass. You know? And it's <laughs> like, like, no, like 30 minutes, this guy sat next to me at a, at a show, and um, he talked so much shit about me that I was like, fuck, dude. When you see this fucking guy, let's fuck his ass up, right? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, gaslighting the shit out of him. He was like, going for it. And my spot came. And it was during a match with White Trash Johnny Webb, and Uh, The late Dynamite D and I was supposed to jump the guardrail and attack Dynamite D so (laughs) I'm like, hold on one second, dude. I'll be right back and I jump over the guardrail and I start beating the shit out of Dynamite D Right me and white trash. I were just beating the shit out of him And then I grab the mic and I turn to the crowd and I said for you people who don't know who I am and I look right at him That's I'm the franchise player the guy that everyone hates especially this asshole right here in the front row He was like, (laughs) she looked at me. It goes to show, ladies and gentlemen, that people will talk shit for the sake of talking shit.
1: That's the. It's America. (laughs) That's America. Um, It sure is, man. It sure is America. And by the way, speed is 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 way better than prototype.
0: True. True. Just saying. True. I didn't like John Cena then. I don't like him now. But <laughs> but you also got to think about it too. When when I, I didn't have ring music either. So that song when I get high get high on speed that was my song. And I thought about it for a second. I'm like, isn't that a drug? Like you just gave me a name of a drug. Like We sure the fuck did. And it was it was hilarious then. And it, you know guys like we sure like, we
1: sure did. We right yeah we yeah sure, we, sure did, we sure
0: did. And it was Dr. Jerry Graham. <laughs> Of all, oh. people. <laughs> of all people. Well, for sure. If you know, you know. If you don't know, Google it. Uh, <laughs> with that being said, Dave, before I let you go, I have a game I want to play. It's a real simple game. It's real cool, real fun. Um, a lot of people, including Matt Seidel, like to change the rules. So we're not going to do that today. The game is called Team With, View With, or Fire. Simple process. You can team with anyone in the industry, alive or dead, be it a professional wrestler, commentator, announcer, whatever, would what not. You can also feud with anyone you want on screen, of course, or whatever, whatnot. And you can fire yourself a bitch you want. No
1: reason either, right. unless you want to tell me. No, so right, team right, with feud fire. Team with. I mean, I've I've teamed with so many people already. Um, this is this is a hard game. Uh <laughs> team with. Who would I like to team with? Uh oh. Uh, Jim Cornette. Wow.
0: Okay. Jim Cornette. Uh, I can kind of see you guys' core wrestling values
1: being the same. So yeah,
0: I'll, I'll yeah. go with that.
1: Oh, I've known I've known Jim a long time. Yeah, old school guy. He he and I, he and I are, are, are very friendly. Um, feud with. <laughs> I'm already feuding with tons of people. We're just not making any money from <laughs> just it. Just pick a name. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Pick his draws. Damn hats. Uh, there's. It's probably. It's like a CVS. Receipt. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, uh, and the funny part is I'm not the one who's starting the feuds. Exactly. Um, uh, feud with, like... Aww. Like, if I was ever, like, on camera feuding with somebody mm-hmm. in my position as a, a promoter or an announcer or whatever, uh, it would be fun to, to, to either... End up on the television again with Adam Pierce or uh, or maybe Carl Anderson, uh, that yes. would be fun. Uh, I could the, the, the interviews would be really fun, <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I've seen some interviews with you and, and Adam Pierce when he was the NWA World Champion. I believe he was doing that seven stages of fear thing or seven stages of hell, hate. Gimmick with of, a, hate. of hate, of hate, yeah. yes, yeah. Okay, I can see that now. The all important question
1: Who would you, yeah, find? fire jesus who would i fire i fired many people (laughs) in 30 years um the guy i legitimately have fired three times this is he'll even tell you this is rashi brown i kicked rashi (laughs) brown off of i i kicked rashi brown off of a bus once in texas oh shit just get off
0: (laughs) that was nwa was it nwa tour with sexy chino was on there Yes. Oh,
1: yeah, we did a lot of those tours back then. Um, we had a lot of arenas, a lot of, and that was when we went around the world a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but but I wouldn't fire Russia today. Um, boy, who, that's tough. I mean, because I think everybody's doing what they, you know, what they're here to do. I don't know if it's my place to fire anybody who, who's out there. I mean, everyone's making fools of themselves, so it's... It's, <laughs> it's, <easy. laughs> it's Yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of like, that's what... that This is what wrestling has become, that our generation is over. Like, nobody gives a shit about us necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, they're doing their thing, and I think we have to let them do their thing, so... Um, and in the old days, like I say old days, which is funny, but it's 30 years, huh? Uh, the old days, I fired How's just about film? every. I've, 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 yeah, I fired just about everybody. <laughs> I think they've been fired off my show. Uh, but like that's out there. I can't think of anybody necessarily. And this isn't just some like political answer. I just, that's I good, really don't, I, I really don't think anyone should be fired um, uh, because. They're all doing the same thing anyways. So uh, that's just what wrestling is today. It's 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 different. So I can't really argue it because if they're on television making money, big money, um gotta
0: okay, be doing something yeah. right.
1: Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. So it's that is I, the most honest.
0: That is the most honest answer I think I've gotten on this podcast when I've, asked, when I've ever whenever I asked that question. So thank you very much for that. Well, no problem. I try to be me. Ladies and that's what and brings me heat. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, you know, sometimes like like I said, man, if you, you know, Cat Williams said this, he said, ladies, if you got 12 haters, you doing something wrong because, bitch, by summertime, you need to have 13 to 14, you know, and, and I, I quote the phrase a lot. Haters. If you look up the definition of a hater, uh, definition of a hater it should state a hater is a fan in denial. Because if you think about it. If someone is researching so much shit to hate on you about, they're just a fan. See? There he is. So, Dave, thank you very much for joining us, man. It's always an honor and privilege to talk to you. Um, tell the people where they can find you
1: next. Oh, boy. I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of all the websites and stuff. Uh, I don't know if it's memphiswrestling.com or championshipwrestlingformemphis.com. Uh, I think the, the easiest way to find us is just uh, go to YouTube. And search for championship wrestling. All of our programming comes up. It's hosted by the Memphis site, uh, Dustin Starr, who's my partner there. He is just an amazing human being. Uh, he was once under developmental in Florida, and that's where uh, I know him from. I uh, knew it. And and uh, he's an on camera. Uh, he and his wife Maria, who's also a partner, uh, mm-hmm. they're hosts on the CW30. So they're yeah. the people who you see pop up after Seinfeld or something encouraging you to go out to an event or, or they're in parades representing the station. Um, and they're on the news and stuff cause it's an ABC and CW station. So they do both, but you know, he's a wrestler and uh, that's a whole different story we can go into later, but, 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 but he, but, but he, uh, uh, really has brought the social media together and the YouTube together and all that, you know, we have a United wrestling, uh, TV.com, uh, HollywoodWrestling.com. Uh, I don't, I think we're wrestleatlanta.com uh, there. Or just uh, want to know more about my company. It's David Marquez, P R O D, like productions, David Marquez, prod.com. Uh, and you'll see the other programming we do. And
0: uh, mm-hmm. it hasn't been updated
1: for. Uh, it hasn't been updated for a minute, but it's uh, because we've been so damn busy. Um, and uh, but but shortly, the whole thing is going to be redone. And the interesting thing, and I'll leave you guys with this, is kind of a cliffhanger, I guess, uh, for the people who do care. Um, I'm ditching the city names on the majority of the show. Memphis Wrestling is only going to stay, and everything else is just going to become Championship Wrestling presented by CarShield because one. I'm splitting the budget up between three areas, right? Mm-hmm. So in my mind, let's put that all into one show, one broadcast for the talent and payouts and everything everybody's complaining about anyways. Man. So let's try our best to make it into one good show. Um, and uh, the new website where everything should be shortly is uh, mm.
0: <laughs>
1: where where you can find everything there. And uh, because what I said earlier about the younger uh, fans... Uh, they didn't grow up with territories. They didn't grow up with uh, localized uh, programming. So they don't understand that the United Wrestling Network is a sanctioning body, much like what the National Wrestling Alliance was. or And today the NWA is not a sanctioning body. So in their mm. minds, they don't understand what that means. Um, I mean,
0: these belts and my trophy case were from sanctioning bodies of the NWA, and they're unrecognized now.
1: Oh, uh, no, I don't. I know. Um yeah, but you were in a tough time. That could be a different conversation too. Yeah, just yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but but uh, uh, I have an NWA back here as, as well, back there. Um, but um, uh, so championship wrestling presented by CarShield will replace all of the programming, and it'll be more like top rank uh, boxing or UFC. Where, oh, nice! Uh, or or WWE. You know, where it's one company. Which is United Wrestling Network is the company, and the name of the broadcast is Championship Wrestling, um, and just keep it keep it simple. Memphis has to stay Memphis. One, because we have an agreement with the station, but two, uh, <laughs> it's uh, 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 two, it's working because the station is our partners. Like one, you work at a TV station. Would if you did a wrestling show, would they put their logo on the turnbuckles and mic flags? Oh uh, yes, <laughs> Fox would. <laughs> would they? Yes, in Portland.
0: Fox wants to control Fox Fox Channel 12 in Portland wants to control everything. Um ask the late well, you can't ask him now, but the late great Roddy Piper who ran Portland wrestling out of Fox Oh 12. no,
1: I, I <laughs> no, I helped I helped him with that.
0: Exactly. So you know you no, don't talk no, about no.
1: I'm the one who got Morty in there and he fucked that deal up. Oh Jesus Christ. Um, we'll, we'll talk about um, Morty another day. <laughs> yeah, I mean he completely fucked that up. But I didn't know you were at that station. I know Mark uh or Mike uh uh, Sharif, the uh, fish uh, fish uh, uh Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're old friends. Um, I didn't know you were there. That's cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, I'm telling you. And you know how I got, it's funny how I got the job because um, I was producing my, I was editing and producing video clips and promo videos for guys for, for a long time. Ever since I was in New Japan Dojo, I was doing that for Durango and those guys down there, you know, and I learned it just by messing around one day. So I, when I came to Portland, I did a show, and um, um, Joe V was the special guest referee. And I was I, I did the storyline with Joe V and another guy, and I was cutting videos on them every week. And Joe was like, "Wow, that's a great video. How'd you who did that for you?" And I'm like, well, "I did that myself." He says, "Man, you should come. You should apply for a job in my studio." And I'm like, "Okay." And then I beat the hell out of him the night the next night because you know he was a referee. So I go to the studio for an interview and the guy says, so you beat up Joe V and we have a long, like 30 minute conversation about how I beat Joe V up. And then he says, well, I'll see you on Monday. Right. And I say, excuse me. He goes, you want the job, right? I'm like, well, yeah, that's how it happened. I you saw he got a promotion too. Oh, BCW worldwide. Yep. We run every Sunday night. Yeah.
1: No, no, oh, not you. God. I said Joe. No, Joe V. Joe oh, V. Yeah, got a promotion. Yeah. These people yeah. have no idea what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, um, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, don't even listen to us. I mean, you people who are in Portland that watches on on the, the local television network here in Portland, you know who he is. But other than that, disregard. <laughs> With that being said, Dave, thank you very much for joining us, man. Um, I look forward to extending our conversation and having a longer time so we can get in depth on some other things that we discussed. Sure. Right. you awesome. got it. I mean, have a good day. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us here on BodySlam.net.